0: Welcome to episode 39 of The Practice of Nonprofit Leadership. I'm Tim Barnes. And I'm Nathan Ruby. Well, Nathan, how are you doing today? Well, you know, Tim, I'm feeling pretty good.
1: Uh, you, normally, when we get together and record our episodes, it's on Wednesdays. That's you know, kind of the best day for us in our flow is, is to do that on Wednesdays. But not today. Today is Friday. And I have to admit, I am totally 100% ready for the weekend.
0: Well, I'm t- I am am too. Uh, I've had a lot going on over the last few weeks. My son got married in California. We did a trip out there, got back for a few days, and then I made an international trip. Business travel has always been challenging, but with COVID and tests and all this kind of stuff, it takes a lot out of you. <laughs> I'm ready to to go back to some normalcy, but uh yeah, but that's just the way life rolls and uh, we're excited to be to be here today and move forward, right? You bet. Well, Nathan, what are we going to talk about today?
1: Well, today we are talking um we are talking about board prep. And especially or specifically things about prepping for a board meeting or a board meeting in general that we find difficult. Um and you know I have to apologize it was me that came up with the with the episode title for this and maybe it's a little clickbaity uh you know trying to to get people to listen but um I guess Tim you told me before the show that it's not actually clickbait if you deliver on what the title says so we are going to deliver on that title so maybe maybe it's not too
0: clickbaity uh, that's true. and we are not just trying to uh, to whine about this, but I think all <laughs> may sound like that. All nonprofit executives wrestle with things and um, you know especially as an executive director of a small to medium nonprofit, you have to do a lot of things. you you have to do things that oftentimes maybe you're not good at or they take a lot more energy. and sometimes it's out of our our giftedness. But everyone has to do things that they don't like, and it's just kind of part of life, and you figure out how to move forward. And when you're leading a small organization, it's probably even even more true. But we'd like to talk about five things that we really hate about board meetings, but kind of how we are navigating that. Uh, Nathan, why don't you uh, get us rolling here? Sure. So one of the things that
1: I really dislike about board meetings is the substantial amount of prep work that it takes to be prepared. And I I think uh, I've talked on uh, previous uh, episodes before. I I am the poster boy for ADD, and it's something that I I manage as an adult, uh, and it does crop up on me or pop up on me every once in a while. And board prep is one of those areas. Because in order to get ready for these meetings and, and to do them really well, because we want to put forth the very best, you know, that we can, is it takes time of actually sitting in my chair uh by my desk and actually cranking out work, uh, you know, getting the reports done, getting the the program updates done, all the things that go into 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 this prep. And I my giftedness is more in the uh one-on-one interactions with. You know staff and donors and volunteers, and that that's what brings me joy and happiness and and energy in my job is that human interaction sitting at my desk working does not,
0: so I can understand that. that's why you hate it right? <laughs> that's right. can I ask as we as we talk about this Nathan how many uh how often do you meet as a board uh we
1: currently uh we are quarterly uh so just four times a year,
0: and so some of this depends on how many times you meet uh, as well like our our board meets every month believe it or not we meet every month and so when you're doing it every month sometimes it actually pushes out the work so you're not like all at once having to come up with all these things for a whole quarter but it depends you know sometimes some boards only meet twice a year and that requires even a lot of energy all at once so it kind of depends on when you when you meet I know one of the things um, that we have found that's helped with this, Nathan, has been to create a template. So the idea is we're not reinventing every meeting.
1: Yeah. And we've tried to do the same thing uh, and not just where I am now, but in other uh, organizations I've been with as well. I've always tried to have a a flow, uh, a meeting agenda flow where it's basically the same agenda and we're just plugging in what's what's new or if we're going to focus on one thing more than another. So, I know what the agenda is. I know what the next agenda is, you know, and I've already got my folder on uh, on my desktop. I already have the folder for the next board meeting. I already have the agenda in there. And so, I know what's coming. So, if you get good at gathering stuff, you know, whatever you're reporting on, whatever stories you're telling, If you just if you gather that as you go, uh, I should have a mirror in front of me and then I could be speaking to myself as as I'm doing this. If then you could just gather as you go, and so it would be a lot less difficult of going out and getting stuff because you'd already have it. You know, if if you're doing an in-person board meeting and I've been, you know, on organizations, uh, on staff and as a volunteer as a board member myself. And so I've been with board meetings that are at 6:30 in the morning over the lunch hour, you know, in the evening. And so all all throughout the day. So how you do your board meeting is there, there's no, there's no perfect way to do it is whatever works for you and your board. But even thinking about, let's say you're doing a board meeting over lunch and you have a, a board member who's a vegetarian, you know, even having written down ahead of time, of okay you know this board member this is their their food choices and so they like these three things so when when you're prepping for that meeting i don't i don't have to spend time thinking about okay wait a minute what what is what do they like what do they don't like it's right there i'm going to pick one of those three and we're going to keep right on rolling so even as simple as what snacks you get or what meal you order or who you order the meal through if you could streamline that or even better automate that that just, that just saves a whole lot of time, effort, energy, and angst.
0: Whatever, whatever the things that you need to do to prepare for the board meeting, having that laid out ahead of time is so much easier than trying to do it on the fly. So, okay. Number two, uh, and this is
1: another one of mine, and that is the, the financial prep. Now the, and then I guess this kind of backs up to, to the prep prep work, but it's, it's the getting, the numbers together to share uh, with your board members. And I'll tell you, this is really important um, for you as the executive director to make sure that your numbers are right, one, two, that it tells the story of how you are spending money, and three, that you can tell that story and that you can give context to that story numbers are a funny thing, I, you know, In one respect, the numbers are black and white. It's like, okay, there's, there's the numbers right there. It is what it is. You look at them. That's where we're, we're at. That's pretty black and white. The other side is you can make numbers say anything you want them to say. And the simple, the, the uh, a simple example is taking an expense. And if you classify it as a as a admin expense, or you classify it as a program expense, it changes the picture. It it changes the story. And when you are going into a board meeting as an executive director, this is a place where you can either build trust with your board, or you you can diminish trust with your board. And so here's what happens. You're showing the numbers, you're going through them, somebody asks you a question, a board member asks you a questions about the numbers and it doesn't, they don't add up or they don't make sense. You know, the question comes up and you can't answer it. Or it's a, you know, you actually add the numbers up and it doesn't It doesn't add up right. The column of numbers don't add up right. Something as simple as that. And I'm not saying that you have to be able to answer every single question, you know, right off the top of your head. I'm not saying that you have to be able to do that. But you, your numbers better make sense, and they better be right. Because if they're not, what's going to happen? The, and board members may not say it, but they're going to think it. The first thing that comes to their mind is, well, okay, if this isn't right, what else isn't right? What else am I being told that's not right? And it just—it's that little chink of, or that little that little uh, hit uh, of doubt, and that is not what you want in a board meeting
0: a lot of times the executive directors may not be the financial gurus. And so it's important that you find someone to help you navigate that. So you know how to communicate. So you know how to read the numbers. I, I meet with our treasurer uh, the week before our meeting and we go through all the numbers and he has better financial sense, even than I do. And he's able, we're able to work together on that. So making sure that, you know, if it's a finance committee or if it's a treasurer, whatever you have, depending on the size of your organization, again, prepping, spending time thinking about what are the questions they're going to ask and how am I going to respond to that and getting getting that help. The other thing I was telling you, Nathan, that we've we've done is we we've identified what are the key numbers that we need to look at. And we've put together just a one-page dashboard that is has infographics and some of that those kinds of things so that a board member can get a good snapshot uh before we kind of dive into them and generally i found that that you know 75 percent or 80 percent of the board members they don't want to dive down they just want to be able to get an idea say hey are we solving are we going forward are we spending money in the right way and uh, a little bit of hate that i i've got to do the prep work but once you do it once you get a a system or a, a way to navigate that, then it's something that comes pretty easy each time you kind of plug the numbers in. So prep work, getting ahead of it, getting the routines is really helpful in, in that. Every board should have
1: uh, either a CPA, a local CPA, a local accountant who is, is actively you know engaging in nonprofit work who really understands nonprofit or uh you know some high level of financial under and not only financial forecasting but also pure debits and credits pure accounting some expertise in that so that you as the executive director who probably now you might you might be a cpa with a phd in accounting and if you are then awesome you you know you've got this covered for the rest of the 99.8 percent of us um We don't have that level of expertise. So you really need to have somebody either on the board or a volunteer that can come in and help you uh, set this stuff up.
0: Well, that's great, Nathan. Hey, we've, we've gone through two things. We have three left. Let's take a break and we'll be right back in just a second.
1: This is Nathan. And I have got something really exciting to share today. And that is yesterday... At about uh, three o'clock in the afternoon, we had our 1,000th download. And in podcasting, that it's a huge uh, benchmark. It's a huge milestone. And we just Tim and I just want to say thank you so much. And Tim and I started this podcast. We had one goal, and that was to take what we had learned over 20 plus years of working in nonprofit leadership and sharing it with people. And hoping that our stories, our experience would have just even a little bit of help to somebody who was coming up, who was learning the the trade, who was involved in leadership and nonprofits. And if we could help just a little bit, that would be that would be awesome. And so we just want to say thank you for showing up. And going forward, our promise to you is we are going to keep showing up too. I've got two requests for you today. First of all, can you share this with someone else? Someone who you think would benefit from what we are talking about and what we're sharing? Maybe it's another executive director. Maybe it's somebody who you know is someday would like to be an executive director or would like to be uh, in leadership in the nonprofit world. If you could just let them know about this podcast, that would that would be awesome. We would really appreciate it. And secondly, you know we we try to come up with content that we think is valuable and to share stories that we think is valuable but we'd love to have your input so it would be great if you could go to either nonprofitleader.online or our emails are in the show notes of this episode and just send us you don't even you could just send us one word or, or one phrase send us what it is that you would like to hear what you would like to learn about what are you struggling with what is something that you don't know anything about just send us some thoughts on what topics you would like us to cover uh and we will we will put a show together about that and and try to give try to to give you what it is that you're looking for so if you could do those two things for us that would be awesome thank you for your support and we can't wait for the next thousand uh, downloads and the next episodes to come.
0: Well, thanks for coming back with us. We are excited, as you heard, about the thousand downloads, and we hope that you'll take into consideration what we just shared. Well, Nathan, I will say, as I think about this, one of the biggest things that I hate, and it's just a little bit of hard work, is to try to keep the balance between governance and operations when we are in board meetings. And what I mean by that is a board really is is set up to focus on governance, making sure the organization staying true to mission, making sure we're following through on the bylaws, taking their fiduciary and legal responsibilities, and, and just making sure that they are overseeing that we're we're going in the right direction and doing it the right way. The challenge is not to allow the board to drift into operational decisions. You know, if we're going to do a promotion, the board shouldn't necessarily spend a lot of time talking about, should we have mugs or should we have t-shirts? I mean, that really is an operational—I mean, it's kind of a silly illustration—but it's an operational decision that the board uh, doesn't need to make. That decision, the executive director or staff need to decide uh, what what we're doing. And and there are other things, or you know, the programs, the day-to-day decisions need to be done for those that are closest to the ground and to the work that's that's being done. And so there's a little bit of overlap, but generally if you spend too much talking, too much time talking about operations, it just becomes it becomes burdensome as an executive director. I think it's harder when you're when you're smaller and the board members when you're small tend to be closer to the ground and maybe even involved in some of that, but it's important to keep remembering that you know, you've got to fight to make sure that you're focused on governance and board meetings and not in operations.
1: Yeah, it it, it is. And not only from a staff perspective, but also from a, a board member uh perspective. And if you want a four-hour-long, excruciatingly painful board meetings. Uh, ask your ask your board members to weigh in on the color of carpet we're going to get to replace the carpet in the in the entryway, or, or you know other other operational questions like that. It it is excruciating for everybody, and I think the the one caveat to that is, and this will happen if you're in smaller organizations, uh, like you know this this podcast is all about small to medium organizations. And so, in the in the organizations I've I've worked with, and, and even the one uh, that I'm with now, we have board members are, that are also serving as experts within our programming. So, if you have a, a board member who is an expert, uh, let's just pull something out of there. Let's say we're gonna we're gonna build a new building, and you have a board member who's an architect. Well, obviously that you're going to, you're going to work with that board member and their expertise to help, but not part of, not, not as part of the board meeting, you know, you're going to, you're going to pull them outside after the board meeting or, you know, some other time to come in and give their expertise as a volunteer. So you just, you really, and I struggle with that too, Tim, because I try, I don't want to come across as a, as a, as a dictator you know, or, you know, board members, thou shalt not ask that question. You know, I'm not trying, don't want to do that. But you also, the board is there for a certain purpose and staff is there for a certain purpose and and you can't cross over those or you shouldn't cross over those.
0: Of course, I'm grateful for the insights and input from our board members. They have things that they could contribute. But again, we need to guide them to, the, to stay with the governance role and not get into into operations, yeah, yeah. That's uh, and
1: that's not always easy, but it's something that you really, really do need to do. So, all right, Tim. Well, we did the first three were on the meeting itself, and uh let's do the last two. Let's uh, let's talk about a couple of things that we hate about the the after the meeting and uh, making because ch- the meeting, yeah, the meeting ends when the meeting ends, but we're not quite done with a, a board meeting just because. The president has said, we're adjourned. So one of those things that I just, it gets me every time is the follow-up. And because I've got, once the board, the, the meeting ends, you know, the next day, it's right back into program and admin and finance and fundraising. It, you know, it, it never ends. And so, you know, at, at by 8.30 the next morning, you know, the phone's ringing and the emails are coming And there's follow-up from that board meeting. And I think, um, for me anyway, it is a lot of the follow-up comes from not actually during agenda time, but it is from the conversations that take place outside of the structure of the meeting. So at a break or during a meal, or uh, if you're doing an in-person meeting you know, maybe it's before the meeting starts or it's in the parking lot afterwards, or, you know, there's the saying about conferences that the the real work of a, of a conference is done at the bar or, you know, done in the hallway outside of the conference room. And so you, you better have some system or some format to gather that information um, and document it. So the, now some people use their phones. I still use a system. My dad actually taught me, my dad was in the car business. And what he did is he took a piece of paper and he folded it in half and then folded it in thirds. And so that gave him these panels of of paper And he always wore, this was back in the day when you wore dress shirts or, you know, he, he wore a suit uh, every day. And so his shirts had a pocket and he would, it would slide right into his shirt pocket and he had his pen there and he always had his documentation with them. And so I actually still use that, although I don't wear shirts with pockets, so I just put it in my pocket. But um, so if I'm in a, with a board member and they say, Hey, you know, uh, I'm going to send you this article. Can you read it? Or. Hey, I really need the this or whatever it is. That's where I document. That's where I write it down. So first is you better have a system on how you're going to document it. Then the next skill is you got to prioritize it. Um, I the the board. We just had a board meeting, and I'm looking at my list, and I have 15 items uh, on that list that came out of that, and none of them were during the board meeting. They were all outside of that. Well you know, some of them are just not, it's not that they're not important. They're all, if a board member asks you for something that's important, but I guess when I say prioritize, it's, it's a matter of timing, you know, is this the, do I need to get this one done right now, or can it wait a week? And, you know, where does it fall in that continuum? So prioritize. And then I tell you, this is important one and, and don't, don't slack on this is reporting what you've done. So if you have a board member that has asked for something and, you know, maybe they, maybe they've, maybe they've, you've prioritized them later in the, in the, uh, out of my 15, maybe they're 13th. So I have already updated that board member and said, Hey, you know, thanks for asking for this or whatever. I'm, I'm, you're, it's on my list. I'm getting to it, but it's probably going to be later this week or early next week, just so that they know that it's, that you're working on it. or if they've asked for something and you've done it, make sure you copy them or make sure that you've just said, even a short e- email of, Hey, you know, thanks for that idea. You know, I followed up on it. I did it. Just wanted to let you know. Uh, because that again, earlier in the, in the show, we were talking about trust that is building trust with your board members that you're doing what you said you were going to do. Um, so. Follow up is is really really important, and you know make sure you have a system to document it. Make sure you prioritize it, and then make sure that you're reporting back to your board members that you've actually done it.
0: I got to say, my takeaway on that, <laughs> for me personally, is don't trust don't trust yourself to remember. Make sure you're writing it down somewhere or capturing it somewhere. That's a that's a great reminder.
1: Yeah, yeah. Actually, talking about it just makes me uh, exhausted thinking about it. Okay, what and about
0: then, the final one. Yeah, last one.
1: Uh, coming down the home stretch. Uh, I think this is, uh, I don't know if everybody does this, I, I, but I bet they do. I bet a high percentage of you listening will actually do this with me. And that is uh, focusing on what went wrong. Uh, you know, as an executive director, we want to present the very best experience for our board members. It, it is hard enough getting a board member to recruiting, cultivating, getting someone to say yes to being on the board and, you know, getting them to show up uh, at board meetings, getting them to be prepared when they show up for board meetings, that is, that's a hard enough thing to go through. And so what we, what we want is we want to give the very best possible experience that we can. Uh, And that is something every organization I've, I've been at, every organization I've been in leadership with, that is something we've talked to with staff of saying, you know, this, we, we want to give a good experience. And my tendency though, is I will think about and stress over the 2% of things that didn't go well. And then I'll forget to celebrate the 98% of everything that went just the way we wanted it to. Uh, and so what we do uh, and what I've done with with staff for years and, and all of the organizations that I've been part of leadership on is we have a, a debrief after the meeting, and the and the first thing that we debrief on is what went well, uh, and everybody on staff has a chance to to go around the table and say you know what what were your initial thoughts what went what went really well, and so we're celebrating right off the bat the things that you know the the, the board members were happy you know the meal was good the the program reports were great the. You know, this board member said this at the break, and you know, we just we're we're giving ourselves a chance to to breathe. You know, kind of wipe the back of our palm, you know, of our wrist across our forehead and say, "Whew!" You know, that went really well. We we were really happy with the outcome. Uh, And that's especially if you have a team, even even if it's one person that you're doing it with, even if it's just the two of you, give yourself the the permission to celebrate that victory, that win. And then the second thing we debrief on is what. Didn't go so well. Uh, and every meeting, there's something, you know, there was a transition from one section to the next, didn't go well. You know, that report was, you know, had a big honking, you know, typo in the middle of it that everybody noticed. You know, there, there's always something that's going to pop up. So, so we just acknowledge it. This didn't go so well. Uh, and then the third thing is what are we going to change next time? So is there a process change that needs to be done? Is there an agenda change that needs to be done? Is there a, do we need to start prepping a week earlier than we did this time? Is there, you know, and and that kind of goes back maybe to what didn't go well. You know, okay, if that didn't go well, then how are we going to change that? So it doesn't happen again. And the things that went well, that's awesome. So how are we going to double down on that? How are we going to use what we've learned to do it even better next time? So, you know, taking a quick debrief, focusing and celebrating what went well. Kind of identifying, acknowledging what didn't go well, and then what we're going to change, you know, that's going to give you a pretty good feedback on your meeting and help you to focus on the on the good things, not just the bad thing.
0: Well, this is some great insights. And we've tried to be honest with you today. There are things that we hate about board meetings, but they are <laughs> something that are part of our lives as an executive director. And actually, there are good things. It's been it's great to get with people who share the passion and the mission and we, we love that, but it is work and it's something that has to be done. And so even though we don't like them and it's challenging to us, we hopefully have shared some ways that we deal with it and make it effective. Right, Nathan?
1: Yeah. And I, I want you to know, uh, Tim and I have been doing this a long time. Uh, both of us have been doing this for decades, plural, um, and one of us more decades than the other, but we're not going to say which one is which. And we still struggle with this. We still get it wrong. We still make mistakes. We still, um, you know, I, d- I did something the other day that was a rookie executive director mistake. Uh, and, I, and I made it. And afterwards, when it was brought to my attention, it was like, oh my gosh, that was like in executive director 101 class. You learn not to do this. And uh, I should have known better. So if you're new at this and you're, you're making mistakes and you've stepped on some landmines, <laughs> yeah, we still do it. And it, it, yes, it gets easier, but just know that, that it's still a struggle. You're still going to make mistakes, but you just keep moving forward. Put your heart into it. Do the best you can. And most of the time it's going to come out just fine.
0: Well, thanks for listening today. And we look forward to hearing from you, either by going to nonprofitleader.online and leaving us a message or actually sending us an email. So that's it for today. Thanks for joining us. Until next time.